Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Betsy from Maluminati in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What's up, Betsy? How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's waste no time here getting right into the details. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Kind of walk us through that whole process. Well, um, I was never an athlete. I struggled with weight my entire life, um, body dysmorphia, all that fun stuff. And uh, I got an amazing opportunity to work at a chiropractic and wellness center. And um, there I was able to work with a personal trainer and my boss paid for it. So that was the best part. And um I grew a passion for fitness and I started losing weight and I told my boss that I would love to be, uh, run this, um, mobile or modality that he had, uh, for weight loss. And he said, I didn't have the body type and I am one of those, like, tell me I can't do something. Tell me I can't do it. And, um, So I shortly resigned after that and went and started working on my certifications and became a personal trainer at one of those big ticket gyms and um, got my my hands dirty and found all the things that I really enjoyed and found all the things that I didn't enjoy. Right. And I created Maluminati based off of those uh, lessons. Awesome. Yeah, that's good that you had that experience prior to having your own facility because a lot of gym owners do not. And those things, sometimes the things along the way that you learn what not to do are even more important than the things, the the positive things, the what to do's. So absolutely. Absolutely. Good to have that experience prior to. Um, So now walk us through kind of what your business model looks like today? How are you structuring things within the business? Are you doing all personal training? Are you doing some semi-private, one on, uh, not one-on-ones, group classes, excuse me. Um, what does the service look like that you're providing? Yeah, so um, like I said, I, I've always struggled with weight. And you know, when you go to those big gyms, maybe it was just me because of my situation. No, it wasn't just me. That's why I created what I did. Right. Um, <laughs> where it's that self conscious, you don't want to be that next YouTube sensation. You always think people are staring at you when really no one gives a shit what you're yeah. doing. But you're, you're still paranoid because you see those YouTube videos and whatnot. Um, and so I wanted something completely private where it was one-on-one, no one else was in the vicinity. So no one was watching you. You could play your own music as loud as you wanted. If you wanted to get grimy with it, you got grimy with it. If you need that yelling in a microphone stuff, not my favorite, uh, you can <laughs> listen to that, whatever you wanted. Uh, when we talk about personal training, it is completely customized to you. If you feel like you're not in a great mood, 
fantastic. We'll have you doing yoga today. We'll do mm -hmm. some stretches. Um, so I created it, uh, that, that's why the name Illuminati came up with it is because it's a secret gym. If you look at my storefront, um, it looks like a coffee shop. So oh. people doesn't, they don't know it's a gym. I don't have a sign out front. Um, so it's like the secret society of Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee Illuminati. That's where that came from. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is so cool. And then after we really started kicking off the personal training aspect, um, I wanted some different avenues coming in. So we have a massage therapist on hand. Uh, we do a lot of energy work, a lot of holistic healing here. We do um, foot detoxes. And uh, I also do shamanic releases, past life regressions, things like that. So we mix mind, body, and soul together and how it's important to have all those aspects aligned so that we can be the best on that we can be. Right. Absolutely. I love that. The full, the full package in one full package. So yep. that's fantastic. Okay. And now how many clients or members are you serving currently within your facility? Well, so that's hard to say. So for personal training aspect, we have about um, 50 clients that ebb and flow because personal training, as we all know, we get on our good streak and then fall off and then we swing back in. So personal training is a lot of ebbs and flows, just like any gym is, especially with seasons. Um, us being in Wisconsin, we get a lot of cold weather. So we're busier during the winter months. Mm -hmm. And then summer, we die down a little bit because it's like, oh, we can finally go outside. Thank exactly. God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, if it comes to, um, I'm a psychic medium as well. So if we talk about like the holistic stuff, we have a hundreds of plans, you know, um, yeah. that will schedule readings and um, you know, healing services. So very cool. Okay. So now as far as membership goes, so your, your structure is a little bit different from your typical gym. Absolutely. Um, so now do you do any type of membership or is it more so like a per session thing? I'm sure it's, it's a per session thing mm -hmm. on, the other services that you're offering besides the training piece, but within the training piece, is there a membership there? Or are you more session to session or packages or how do you structure things on that side? I actually love that you asked that because that's what sets us aside. Um, one thing that I highly disliked about big gyms is they lock you in. They lock you in for these like three to six month commitments. And I'm sorry if you are struggling to pay your mortgage or your bills, I don't want you to be locked in with me and then dreading coming in. It shouldn't, it, it, like, end of story, training is a luxury. It's a luxury to have. Some people that we have, it's a priority because it becomes life or death, you know, right. due to health mm -hmm. issues, but it's a luxury to have. Mm -hmm. um, so we do, uh, we have packages, so like our gold pack is um, right around $350 and you get 12 sessions. 
So, uh, and you have to use those within a month or we have our 10 pack, which is the same price, but those don't expire. So mm -hmm. you can use those um, at your own will. So those are really good 10 packs, good for people that we, we train like with lawyers and doctors and stuff like that. Uh, so people that travel a lot or their schedules get really hectic, the right. 10 pack is, you know, oh, I can come in a couple times a week and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. okay. All right. So lots of flexibility there within yes. the membership itself. Okay. Absolutely. And now how are you going about getting the word out there about what you do? So I don't even know if you, if you want to, it's like that secret society kind of thing going on, which is very cool, very different. Um, but do you do any type of marketing or advertising or anything of that nature? Uh, yeah, actually we just recently started with that. Um, but uh, I truly believe people are brought into your life for a reason. And I had this woman um, that came in for a reading with me. And uh, I was told that it was going to be up to her to figure out the energy exchange. Um, so I didn't charge her my normal fee or anything like that. I'm like, oh, I'm being told you're going to tell me. And she's like, I actually do social media and website design and I would like to redo your website and help you oh and I'm like oh my god like you know because that's not my thing I work with the people I do not do technology um so it, it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful and she has been my saving grace and uh love you Amanda gotta give a shout out you know Absolutely. That's so awesome. That's good that, you know, she came in kind of at the right time to be able to help you out with some of that stuff. Because I mean, yes. as business owners, a lot of the time, that's not really what we like to focus on. You know, we don't really want to take our time away from the actual business to focus on a lot of those necessary things. But um, so that's awesome to be able to have help there. Now, on the growth side of things. So are you looking to grow the membership, whether that be within the personal training side of things, whether that be within the other services that you're providing? What does that look like? Are there any goals that you have in mind that are looking to achieve? Kind of where are we at there? Yeah, I love that because um, everyone is all about goals, like studying these milestones and everything like that. And I remember my first milestone is I want to make $2,000 a month that like I shot real high with that. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was a goal I wanted. I wanted to at least have an income versus because when we own businesses, we know there's about three years where you might not make a cent. You are the last one to get paid. And um, that, that was my original goal. Now I'm just looking to, yes, we're looking to grow obviously. And I've been pretty blessed with, um, uh, having the right people come in. Mind you, there was a lot of weeding through because, uh, a lot of people are air quotes, personal trainers, but, um, I, yeah, I expect a lot from my employees in 
their compassion and whatnot. And all of my employees have been through the struggle. I, I, they've all had issues with weight mm-hmm. or, um, they, they've kind of been on the journey because our target audience is not those bodybuilder types or anything mm-hmm. like that. There are more people that need this for a lifestyle change. Right. Okay. All right. So looking to grow and now has the social media aspect kind of implementing that updating the website, things of that nature, has that helped increase the lead flow, the amount of people that are coming in the doors for you recently? Yes. And mind you, we just started, um, and it's just been Facebook ads. I, I, don't, you know, I don't want to put it a lot of majority of my business is all word of mouth, word mm-hmm. of mouth, which I feel is the best. And it's the most flattering uh, way of advertisement. And sometimes our egos need a little stroke here and there, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we just have some Facebook and it, it's definitely bringing in more leads. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And Google reviews, Google reviews are huge. And we, um, we have a great, we have a five-star rating and, uh, I'm so proud of that. And, um, uh, yeah, so that, that helps out a ton. Awesome. All right. And now when you do have someone come in, First, what are they coming in on? Is there some kind of offer that you're running? Is it like a free session or a free consultation or something like that? What's getting them in the doors initially? Uh, we always do free consults. It's something that I have always offered. And at that consult, you get our little five cent tour there. And then we sit down, we figure out what your goals are and um, how we can best suit those uh, goals. And um and then, you know, we, we have a really good sign-on rate. Um, I, like I said, I don't believe people are brought to us by accident. And it's usually people that need just more than training. And we, we offer so many different um, healing uh, services that can help. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And are you offering, uh, as well as the other services that you're providing, nutrition, accountability, things of that nature as well? Oh, yeah. And that's another thing. So when I say we go above and beyond, our clients are clients. I don't even like saying that. They're our family. We know about their lives. Um, They have all of our cell phone numbers. We don't have it where you're set with just one trainer either, because we all train very different. Mm -hmm. So I, and it's important to mix things up. Otherwise it gets boring and it's important to try new things too. So, um, we're really good at, uh, and, and then we always recommend logging food. And so just using one of the free apps that are out there. And yes, we track their food if they want us to, but we're not going to chase you. You have to want it from us. And we'll be like, are you, are you logging your food? Are you logging your food? And if they're like, no, well, I'm only with you this certain amount of time a week. 
I don't know what you're doing out there. If you can show me a food log, I can help steer you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And uh, the people that log their food have such a higher success rate. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it puts it, it makes it more real, you know, because so, yeah. so many people don't even realize what they're taking in on yeah. a daily basis, you know, and how that really adds up. And if you can make it something tangible or something that you can actually yes. look at, then that makes it so much more real. So I can definitely see where that comes into play. Um, so now on the retention side of things, are people sticking around for long periods of time? Is that something that, you know, people come in and then they stick with you for a long time generally, unless there are people that are, you know, in and out of the area. Of course, we always have those people who are always on the move. Yeah. Um, but what does retention look like for you? That is something that I'm very, very proud of because typical personal training is three to six months and people are like, okay, I know what to do on my own, whether yes. they do it on their own or not, that's a whole different story. But, um, the, the big gym that I was working at, they shut down and which was a blessing in disguise. Um, I had people that followed me from that gym to here. So I've had people training with me for five years. That's a really long time to yeah. consistently train. And that is a financial commitment. Absolutely. And it's because we go above and beyond. We do fun contests. We like, we're texting each other. It, it's, when they're not just another number, they are a person and that's, yeah, we, we do that stuff. We, we know their birthdays. We send, you know, we have gifts for people. Like we, we go above and beyond. That's huge. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world as far as people really being bought in and feeling like a part of something, you know, people yes. want to feel like a part of something larger than themselves and a family and have that community aspect. And that goes a long way as far as retention goes. So absolutely. That's awesome. All right. And now, um, I always love to ask about key challenges within the business. So are there any key challenges or kind of struggles or anything that you're facing right now within the business? Oh, of course not. It's so easy being a business Fantastic. owner. Yeah. What? <laughs> Everything's struggles? rainbows and butterflies. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. So yes, of course there's struggles being a business owner. And um, like I was saying earlier, the ebb and flow of uh, training Mm -hmm. Um, because of course, January, February, hot times, mm -hmm. New Year's resolutions were going and then March and, um, April usually fade off. And then suddenly we're in Wisconsin. So Milwaukee, um, once the weather starts getting nice, which we haven't yet, uh, once that starts getting nice, suddenly everyone's like, oh, I'm going to be wearing less clothing soon. So I should probably get it together a little bit. So right. we start picking up right about now. And then summertime, we drop off because everyone's like, I don't want to be in a gym. I want to be outside. 
So um, we do fun like kayaking trips and stuff like that together or, you know, outdoor um, walks and stuff like that to keep, you know, people still relevant or Mm -hmm. making sure we're relevant in people's minds always. But um, I would say the biggest thing, though, is finding quality workers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's very relatable. You know, I I definitely, that was something that I always struggled with as well. You know, it was like to find the right people. And it's not even necessarily that it's a hard job. I I always refer to it as a, a very multifaceted job. You know, there are a lot of things that you have to do and be good at to be a really good personal trainer and really serve people in the best way. You know, there are so many things that go into it. You have to be a people person. You have to be empathetic and understanding and have a high level of awareness. And a lot of those things are things that you can't teach really, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 Absolutely. All of the above. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like you either have it or you don't. And it's, it's hard to be able to teach people that. And the training side of things, it's like, yeah, that's, knowledge but then there's also a difference between having the knowledge and being able to apply it right because there are so many people who like you said are personal trainers but it's like you can easily get a certification online like in a day now but again there's such a difference between knowledge and applied knowledge in real time with real people you know so there are so many factors there that come into play and it is hard to find people who can kind of do it all and at the end of the day, who care, you know, yes. because nobody cares about your business more than you do. But if you yes. can find somebody who cares enough uh, yeah. to make a difference, then, you know, you've got something there. But yeah, I agree. Very, very hard to find the right people. And I'm never expecting my employees to care about my business like I do. That's unrealistic. You're you, you're not invested in my business like I am. You you know, I built this. I was a cocktail waitress, and I built my gym with tip money. Like that's how I built my my gym. So yeah. I I don't expect people to have that, but it is teaching. I tell anyone I can teach anyone to be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I can't teach personality though. That is the big thing. You have to know how to communicate and fill in the gaps. Like if you are just, it's silent in between like different exercises, ugh, boring. Yeah, right. Get to know your clients. It's, you have to build that rapport and that's going to keep your retention. And that's, and I, I am shocked at how many people just don't show up. Like, I, I'm like, you, you applied here. Like, this is your job. And I'm pretty lucky that I actually live above my gym. So if I have someone that calls in, I can like run all the way down the stairs and uh, take on the clients. But that's, that's like, show up. Just show right. up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know it's so crazy. And even, you know, in the interview process, like I would have 
so many people apply and I would just take interviews for 10 people at a time. And there were days where not one of those 10 people would actually show up for the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Or, or they think, um, and everyone, we all need to make money. Okay. Money is not everything, but it sure makes life easier. And yes, it's, it's <laughs> a necessity it. for sure. <laughs> But, um, people, uh, they're what they feel like their value is, and I'm not here to undervalue anyone, but they also don't understand. And I pay above most gyms. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, in this area, um, but I expect more. Right. I expect you reaching out to your clients and talking to them on a regular basis. I expect you knowing the details of their life and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I, I pay for that. Um, but it's crazy to me what people think they deserve. And I'm like, honey, we don't even charge that much for a session. Like yeah. <laughs> I need to pay the bills. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, there's a kind of a a disconnect between providing value and being paid for it. You know, it's like they want the money first before the value is even like shown or, or provided, you know, and there's a disconnect between like working hard and then making more, you know, it's like, well, I expect this much. And if not, that I'm just not going to even give it a try, you know? Yes. So it's kind of, yeah. kind of backwards, you know, usually you start low and work your way up to where you want to be. Yep. But a lot of people come in just expecting to come in top tier and that's just not the way yeah. it works. <laughs> but it, in the same aspect, so it, obviously finding good help is the, the biggest thing. If you're looking to grow, if you're just looking for that one-on-one thing, that's, di- that's different, but I want to grow because as an owner, eventually you want to kind of step away a little bit and right. be able to go on vacations. And everyone that's looking to start a business of any sort, uh, especially a gym, you have to realize like you're not going to have a life for a little bit. You're mm-hmm. you're really not. And be hyper aware of that because you you're it for a while. And, um, yeah, unless you have a huge financial backing, I did not, I did not. Uh, so I, I, I built it. And so it wasn't going on vacations or anything like that, but what I do for my employees, I treat my, I feel like I treat my employees like gold. Mm -hmm. Um, I give bonuses. Um, I, I've taken them out for, you know, going out for uh, nice meals when we hit goals. Um, I've, you know, trips, things like that. Like you just above and beyond um, Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to make them loyal to you as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That relationship has to work both ways, you know, and it's kind of the same as like building a relationship and trust with your clients, you know, yes. kind of the same idea there. So the more that you can build that relationship and build that trust, then, you know, again, it works both ways, but 
um, kind of setting the example there is, is super important as well. Absolutely. So, all right. So now, um, one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, going their own way, potentially opening their own facility, what would that be? What's one of the most important things that you've learned thus far? Um, you need to have a support network. You mm -hmm. need to have a, a team of support because you, like I said, I'm not good at the technology portion. So the social media, um, uh, the website, all of that, and all of that stuff costs money too. Yes. So mm -hmm. you be aware that it's not just rent and lights that you're paying for. It's so much more and um, you are the last to get paid. Yes. Mm -hmm. So be aware of that. But uh, you focus on what you're good at and delegate what you are not mm -hmm. good at. Because me trying to figure out how to do a website and social media is going to take me more time and more energy than me getting three more clients and paying someone else to do it. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's a very, very good point there because so many gym owners just want to kind of do everything on their own, but they don't necessarily know how, you know, and it's interesting because so many gym owners that I speak to don't value time and money the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when really they go hand in hand and especially if you're a personal trainer and you're doing one-on-one -on -one sessions, your time is your money. You only Correct. have so many hours in a day and each hour equals a certain amount of money if you're training a client, you know? Yeah. So it's so interesting that they're willing to spend so much time on one thing, trying to figure it out themselves rather than just getting for getting help from someone who's an expert at that one thing and paying for that service. Yeah. It's like, they don't want to spend money, but they have no problem spending time. But to me, they're the same. And the other <laughs> aspect of that is yeah. you can make more money but you can't get back time. Correct. It's, time is money. Like it, right. it, it's just, that's what it is. And I love that you say that because um, I'm part of like a business networking group as well. So BNI mm -hmm. uh, um, is, um, it, it's nationwide. And I joined that and uh, it costs to be part of those. And I'm like, I could always, I have enough logic in me to be like, okay, this is the fee for this. If I can get two clients out of this, but if they only sign for one month, two clients for one month, that will pay for that. Mm -hmm. I, networking group was one of the best things that I, I did because I more than doubled my business. It was, I joined like six months after opening and I more than doubled my business in um, two months of being in that group because wow. the members all started training with me mm -hmm. and um, they started referring people into me. So sometimes you got to spend money to make money. 
but just break it down. How many people do I need to bring in in order to recoup that cost? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and kind of changing your perspective around the way that you look at things sometimes is huge. It just takes a little, a little shift in perspective because again, people just don't see it the same, you know, they're yeah. willing to spend so much time in, um, a lot of times in areas trying to acquire clients, spending so much time, maybe getting one or two clients if you're lucky and, you know, not really seeing that they could have spent that time elsewhere and maybe spent a little yeah. bit of money, but gotten such a higher return. You know, it's something that's like, it's like, it's not tangible. So they, they can't see, you know, the potential there. Um, so that's something that I hear about so often. And, you know, it's so frustrating because there are simple things, simple solutions a lot of the time, you know, and to see people struggle in the same area over and over again, and just yeah. kind of being, being so afraid to just maybe spend a little bit and, and hire somebody to do those specific things, or even, even groups like you talked about, like a, like a networking group or something. It's, you know, those things can be game changer. So, and, and I think, um, it's a lack of confidence in your own self. Like it, when people are scared to hire out, cause then they're spending too much money. They're not putting the confidence in themselves that they're going to get that clientele to recoup those costs. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, obviously you got to go within your means, but, uh, have confidence that if you do the work, it will, it will come back to you. Right. It will come back in fold and you just kind of have to have a little bit of faith in there and put a little bit of grind in there and it, it, it will happen. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Not being afraid to take those risks sometimes because the reward yeah. is so much greater. Um, all right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, so you can go to my website, which is maluminati.com. And are you going to put a little link up on, or wait, never mind. This is a podcast. I'm thinking this is like <laughs> a video. Oh, see social media. I'm so good at this. Uh, so That's okay. Maluminati is M-I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-T-I.com. So you can go there. That's our website. You can see all our services there. Um, we have a Facebook page, Instagram, all that good stuff, all, all the basic stuff on there. And we do, that's another thing. You have to have constant content too. You have to be relevant and yes. I would just post once in a while because I am not the social media person. And um, that's it. once you have constant content, you're staying in people's minds constantly. You always need to be on people's minds. So that's another yes. little, little tidbit of advice there. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. So Betsy from Illuminati in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. No, thank you. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Wards Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Alex Mix, owner of Mix Fit Gym and Uplift Performance in upstate New York. How are you doing today, sir? Good, Dominic. I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. I appreciate the opportunity. It's my pleasure, man. Our, our little uh, pre-podcast chat has me all, all jazzed up. You're kind of a unique player in the industry. Um, uh, apparently, you have endless energy for what you're doing. We'll get into that. <laughs> Tell, tell me, what what do you, you know, you got mixed fit, you got uplift, give me the rundown, what you're all about. Okay, so I've been in the uh, personal training industry for over 10 years now. I've owned at least one gym uh, for almost 10 years. I started with a gym called uh, Mixed Fit in Watertown, New York. It's just a personal training uh, boutique that I started, and I do personal training there on a... Um, appointment basis and people sign up for an hour uh, session. I do one one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two -on -two training and uh, and I've been doing that and building my client base and doing it full-time since November 2012 there. Uh, since COVID, I built out another location called Uplift Elite Performance and I'm trying to do the same thing in Syracuse now uh, because I want to transition to Syracuse eventually. Uh, my girlfriend lives in Syracuse, and this is where I want to be uh, for the next phase of my career in life. Awesome, man. Well, before we talk about this phase and the next phase, bring us up to speed. What was your industry experience before you opened up Mixed Fit? What led you to striking out on your own, signing a lease, uh, taking that big leap? Uh, give us a little bit of the background and the history. Okay, well... Kind of the career and my business found me uh, more so than I created it. It was, if you ever had a point in your life where, where you, you realize if you hadn't spoken up or done what you did, uh, your life would be totally different. Uh, this point in my life in June 2011 kind of was that. I went to school, uh, graduated from University of Buffalo with a double major in uh, philosophy and legal studies. I was going to eventually go to law school, but I wanted to take some time to um, to figure out if that's what I wanted to do and spend the money on, on more school. So I was working at a bank and and at this June in June 2011, I, I had joined a Frisbee. Uh, ultimate frisbee group in town uh it was super fun group of young professionals and we went out to dinner after a game and i was sitting at dinner eating my food and the these two guys next to me they're talking about how uh they want to start going to the gym um one guy needed to lose some weight the other one wanted to actually bulk up but they had never gone to the gym and 
I just kind of listen and, you know, sometimes you just let people talk and, and I, myself, I've always been interested in fitness and I had done my own research on, uh, uh, how to get stronger and, um, and, and have better body composition. And I religiously started going to the gym in February of that year. Before that, I had been really into all sorts of athletics. I did some boxing. Um, I've always been an active, active person. So going back to that dinner, I, I decided to speak up and, and I'm like, I, I go to the same why that you were talking about. And I didn't really know, I knew them, but they weren't great friends yet. And I'm like, if you want to show up at the gym at 5.30 in the morning, um, you can just follow me around and I'll, I'll show you how to do some exercises and, and how to fit what I'm doing to, to like your abilities. And they decided to, to take me up on that. And they were super appreciative and amazingly dedicated to it. We, I took two people that had never gone to the gym before and we did that for like a year and a half. Um, and throughout that, they're like, you should do this professionally, at least part-time because you're really good at teaching people. And it's something I didn't realize that I had a knack for. Um, teaching people in a way that inspires them and not like patronizes them as people sometimes give advice in a gym and it's almost like you're talking down to them if they're a newbie. And so some more people of that Frisbee group started following me around also during that time. And the next year I was inspired by the Olympics in 2012 to do on Tuesdays, we did track workouts, did sprints, quarter miles, half miles, miles. And I realized I had something when 15 people aged 20 to 40 showed up at a track for no reason other than to better themselves and to get in a little bit better shape, but they're like running sprints to where they would puke in a bucket <laughs> and, and they're real, and they were just into it. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty awesome. And it's super rewarding. And I then decided to get a certification at a local community college and I, I had quit my bank job at that time to work on my parents, organ helping them out with their organic gardening business. And then after the summer, I was going to take another job and then do personal training part-time. Well, that other job fell through and I was left with just the option of developing a personal training business that hadn't been developed yet. And I, I had a, a cousin gave me a little space in his upstairs of his bike shop. And I'm really appreciative for that because it got my, helped me get my feet uh, underneath me. And I got a few great clients right off the bat. They loved my training and they were walking ambassadors for me. I think that's the, also a great thing to have as a trainer is you have that word of mouth. People will vouch for you. And, and then I grew it pretty quickly to where I was pretty much at capacity where like say 80% of what I eventually became. And it was enough to sustain myself. And then it just kind of grew in the years passed and I just kept doing it. And, uh, and then uh, in, uh, tw in 2016, my life kind of changed because I, uh, I got my current girlfriend and she lives in Syracuse. So um, it, it start, made me starting to think about moving my business to Syracuse um, and eventually with COVID in 2020, um, I decided while shut down that I was gonna try to build out a space 
in um, in Syracuse while I had some extra time because we weren't really doing anything. And I was just doing a few virtuals online and such because everyone was shut down. And uh, so right now I'm just trying to build out Syracuse as well as keeping up with uh, my clients in Watertown. I have probably about 75% of what I had pre-COVID still in Watertown. And uh, it's doing well. It's just a lot of work, a lot of driving. And uh, yeah, it's that's where we are today. All right, man. So yeah, you've been you've been on the grind for a while. Um, I've had about a hundred follow-up questions, and I know we won't have time for it all, but um, I want to go back. So once you opened up Mixfit, you're in Watertown. Things are mm -hmm. rocking and rolling. Um, you have a pretty good book of business. You're you're staying busy, um, but throughout that, you've stayed uh, basically a one-man show personal training studio. Um, yes. Did you ever consider, should I expand? Should I get other trainers? Should I do anything like that? Is that something that ever crossed your mind or have you always just felt like, I just want this to be me. Uh, I want it to be my name, my brand, my thing. Um, because that's a temptation that always happens. You can only scale so many hours in the day. There's only so much Alex to go around. Yeah. So, you know, what does that look like for you? Um, I don't think I ever seriously considered bringing in another trainer, mainly because the, the spaces that I've always been in kind of, they were small enough so that I could keep overhead low. And, and it wasn't, I, I didn't feel like it would work if I had another person in there. Um, I was also so busy that I really never thought, like could really seriously think about expanding it. And I didn't know which direction I wanted to go in until recently. So uh, I just kind of kept grinding. I actually was, I believe for a while in Watertown, it's, it's kind of a smaller city. And I was the only standalone person, personal trainer in town for a few of those years. Uh, there were a couple trainers at the local Y and at another private gym that's no longer there. And I was the only personal trainer there for a couple years. There's another one now that I know of, but I, besides that, I, I, it's, it's a pretty it's a small city and, and I didn't know where I would also get personal trainers. Uh, I, I came across a lot of people my age that quite frankly, couldn't work the hours that I worked, uh, like most, most people wouldn't want to, it, and it be, it comes a little lonely too. I mean, it's a little less lonely now, but, but it, it worked for me for a while. Yeah. I mean, you told me that just the other day you got up at three fifteen, or was that today? That uh, was today. That was today. Not a lot of people want that three fifteen alarm clock. Just, just, uh, putting that out there for sure. Yeah. So, so it's worked for you. It's, it's worked for you well enough that when time came to change and look at what your next project was going to be, you kept everything basically the same, right? And when I say yep. basically, you, we can talk about some of the nuance. And I think that this is your, your new baby, your new project, but you're in the planning stages, thinking about, you know, relocating or, or moving a good chunk of your life from Watertown to Syracuse you sit down and you say, yep, I think I'm going to do this again. A couple of tweaks, a little differences. Um, what, how did that, how did you decide, all right, this one's going to look different. It's going to have a little different equipment. We're going to, we're going to do some things differently. You took, you know, well, eight, nine years of experience there and knew what you liked and what you didn't like and what you wanted to change. And then boom, 
here we go with uplift. Yeah, like I, I, I kept a lot the same because, like I said, it it, it worked for me, but it, it's got to it's got to be with a, a I gotta tweak it a little bit. Like there's there's a gonna be an online portion. I want to create a website that has like a catalog of exercises, a database that people can that I can have also people from maybe Watertown be able to to use when I'm no longer there. Um, I I want to be more creative with this one. I, I mean, you could, if you ever saw the gym, uh, the aesthetics of it are, are much better. Like I'm trying to put, like, this is my new project. I'm trying to be more creative, uh, more, uh, put just more of me into it. And it's, it's, it's like a new phase, but uh, a lot is a lot less the same, but I'm definitely more open to, to changes now. Yeah. Absolutely. So you opened or you started the process of uplift during the pandemic, right? In New York, mm -hmm. you know, New York, California, and then Ontario, Canada, I think you could call the, the hardest hit by this thing. Yeah. So I'm sure you, you had the idea floating in your head for a while before that. So what made summer of 2020 the right time to, you know, to start, start working on this, um, you know, what opportunities did you have there? Was it like a good real estate? Um, was it just because you had all this free time because of the pandemic that you could, you could put into it? How did that come together as far as um, it, was, left? it was mostly the free time, to be honest, I had time to think and, uh, create a space that I'm like really proud of and, and just, just to be here while the construction went on, like different things when things got delivered. Otherwise it would have been really hard to, because I would have been in Watertown an hour away when like, sometimes they'll say something's supposed to be delivered one day, but they'll really deliver it the next day. Well, if you're on a tight schedule that that sometimes doesn't work, but um, it, it was, a, it was kind of a catch 22 a little bit. Like it was great to have all the time, but then again, on the flip side, it was, it was a little bit hard to market a new business when you gyms are close closing opening closing opening and and there's still like a lot of issues in the world going on um now i feel like it's it's a little bit better and uh, i'm ready uh to 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 explore all different opportunities and uh really get the ball rolling here awesome man so now that the ball is rolling um you are logistically the equivalent of the best circus juggler that I've ever known. So uh, <laughs> you're splitting days, two full days in each location and then a 50, 50 day. And then a little bit of here and there on the weekends, if you have to, um, that had to look like having conversations with the customers in Watertown, having, having, you know, especially them because they were established like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to need, you know, probably had to move some people around, some scheduling, get that worked in. And then with the new people in Syracuse, like, hey, these are the days and times that I'm available. So you, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that you're handcuffed, but I mean, you you might have like s some lightly tugged on, uh, I don't know, uh, what do they call those zip ties around your hands? <laughs> because that, that's yeah. logistically. So how did you figure that out? Um, one, luck. It, it, somehow the schedules meshed up so where I could do that 
And two, I have the best clients in Watertown you could ask for. They're, they're awesome. Uh, like they're amazing people, all of them and their understanding of my goals. I think we all want to see each other succeed. Uh, many of those people are very successful people in their, their own life. And like, I try to help them out as much as possible. And they also turn around and try to help out me. So like, if that's being like, giving me a little bit more options on times and not, not saying I only can do this, that, like at this time, um, they, they understand what I'm trying to do. And they're, they're, they're sad to see me go. I, I know, or transitioning, but um, at the same time, I truly feel that they all want the, the best for me. So they're, they're super understanding. And uh, I know a lot, mo most of them very well. And, and they're, I don't know, they, we've had a long, I've had some of my clients for eight to 10 years. So it's, so it's a rewarding experience uh, training those people. So, so leveraging the personal aspect of personal training knowing yeah. people, knowing their schedules, trying to make it as painless as possible, um, but still trying to manage so that you can have a life too, to, mm -hmm. to some degree and not, not have to do six hours in the morning at one and then drive an hour and then work into all late hours. So, so generally they were you know, understanding and accommodating. So absolutely. So and they, they, the, I, and they know that like I've, my, my schedule is, is really hectic for, for years. Uh, like I'll, anyone wants to go. I mean, I did a four 30 this morning, but usually that I don't do that, but usually I'll go anywhere between five and 8 PM and 5 AM and 8 PM. So they know that I'm willing to, to give a lot and, and they're very understanding and they, it, the schedule just, it's worked out for the, my remaining clients in Watertown. It really has. Yeah. So as far as Watertown goes, once you started making the transition, you stopped taking new clients there. Yes, I don't take any new clients in Watertown. And then you open up um, in Syracuse. What have you done to, to spread the word there? It's a hugely different city, different demographic. Population is, you know, a th maybe not a thousand times more, but it's, you know, you're going from a town where, you know, if you're not military, you probably everybody else knows each other to a, you know, a, a big, considerably bigger city like Syracuse. So what have you done to um, gauge interest, gain, gain new clients and grow the business down there? Uh, well, word, word of mouth. And uh, now I'm trying to really get involved with social media more, uh, it, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we that's that's where I'm trying to focus on expanding my brand. Um, especially TikTok, I found I've in March, I tried to really post creative posts every day of the month. I'm trying to get better at, at doing that. So that way I can get my name out there more and, and get a few more clients. Okay. So mostly leveraging social media, mm -hmm. uh, various platforms there. Has it been more on the organic side, post comment, interact, or the paid side where you're actually putting money into TikTok's pocket, into Zuckerberg's pocket and in pushing no, advertising. No, not, not spending money on advertising, just kind of doing trying to do it organically. Okay. So let's, let's look at the, um, 
the Facebook, Instagram platform first, because I'm always interested in the many layers of this and what works best for people. So you're making regular posts on Facebook and Instagram, showcasing yep. you, the gym, client wins. Clients. Yep. So to what extent are you interacting with people? Are you only replying to direct messages? Are you replying to comments? Are you sending a message to everybody who follows you or likes you? Like how, how deep down the rabbit hole are you getting to interact with these people who are on your social media? Um, I'd say direct messaging and, and comments. I try to reply to everybody um, that way. I don't like actively go after like anyone who follows me. I don't, I don't message them. Okay. So you, you wait for at least there to be some interaction. So mm -hmm. they're a, a warmer, more interested lead than just like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I saw you liked my page, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for, for our audience listening, just to tap back in here, you're a one man show with a full book of clients managing two studios. So there's only so much time in the day. There's only so much Alex. Um, and I want, I want that to be taken into account of this, but with the, with the interactions that you're able to have, that you have time for on social media, how many on a, let's say on a monthly basis, how many people does that translate into you having an actual conversation with, whether it be a Zoom meeting, a FaceTime, then um, not not many yet, to be honest, yeah. not many. I'm still trying to develop it. I I'm trying to be better at regularly posting. Okay, okay. So it's when you're in Watertown, it was a lot of word of mouth, a lot of referrals, a lot. Yes. of these people are walking billboards. Yes. Here it's it's you need you need to be a little bit more proactive than reactive on the yes. on the marketing side. Okay. Absolutely. And so as far as you going down the road of it being strictly organic marketing that you're doing, uh, have you had an experience with the paid side? Is it something you've tried, didn't like, something you haven't tried? Uh, I haven't I haven't tried it yet, um, but I'm going to, I will be going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So the, the big, I would say there's value in both of them. Right. And, um, the biggest deciding factor or the biggest influence I think for most people is if you do the free stuff, you can get a return on it. You can get people who genuinely want to interact with you. They know yeah. you've seen your posts. It's just time consuming. So, mm -hmm. but it is, it is effective. And I would never tell anybody to not do or, organic marketing. The paid side is nice because, you can spend an hour or two a week, right? Drink a couple of cups of coffee, put some ads out in the internet. There's a big, there's a big learning curve for getting the right ads out, but now you can trade money for time. Yeah. The personal training business like yours, where the clients are a higher value, right? If you're a planet fitness who only gets $10 mm -hmm. when somebody comes and signs up, you can't spend 50 or a hundred dollars to get them in your door, right? That's, you're going to yeah. lose a ton of money and be out of business before time. Yeah. But where, you know, we don't need exact numbers, but the average personal training client is probably worth, you know, 400 to a thousand dollars a month mm -hmm. uh, and probably signs up for somewhere along that on day one. So if you put a hundred dollars into Facebook and that equates to a new customer, even one new customer, you're profitable and you just saved a whole bunch of time. So there's pros and cons on both sides. But being yeah. a personal training studio or anywhere where you're 
offering a higher value service, it is one of those areas where you can kind of arbitrage just, just time versus money. So it's a cool thing to look into. And I think once you, go ahead. Absolutely. I got to continue, continue to evolve and, and, and learn different things. And, and, and that's where I'm at currently right now. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're super busy managing two studios alone, yeah. going back and forth. And that's why I said for the listeners, I, I don't want somebody to be out there like, Oh, what's this guy doing? It's like eh, a lot. Right. So, you, yeah. gotta, you know, there's only so much time you're going to have a life. There's family, there's, there's all Absolutely. those things, but it's, yeah. it's a really, there's some interesting rabbit holes you can go down there. So, um, with that being said, as you grow, as you get this business built up um, to eventually being, you know, it sounds like it'll be your full time. Um, mm -hmm. Do you see a limitation on it? Is it something where now that you're you're going to be in Syracuse in a, in a bigger market, do you think you would you'd want to open multiple studios in Syracuse? Do you think you just want to fill up this one and, and just enjoy, you know, being a, a one man operation. What are the, you know, if you, if you can wave a magic wand, what would that whole, um, what would the whole scenario look like for you? Well, in, in terms of in a short, shorter term goal, it would be to fill up my client lists in Syracuse to where my Watertown one was here. And, but like down the line, it's in terms of like having a physical gym, I would like to have a maybe a bigger space and to your point of hiring personal trainers maybe like a space where there's there's a main membership area where people can just have a membership and work out and then like maybe separate areas where personal trainers can have their own boutique gym kind of like i had and where i could have like where you could have complete control over how you want to do it and it'd be like they can run their little businesses out of that that pro that uh building i always thought that would be a, a cool way to go about it um and that would be something down the line though cool i, I think it's always good that, you know whether it's short term long term to have just to have something to, to keep the mind fresh to keep it exercising because i think we you know just like our bodies do like things can get stale if you're not doing it obviously you have a lot on your plate right now so it's it's one foot in front of the other but it's always yeah. cool if you're what some you know what people's unique vision is for sure yeah it's it's definitely like it can get stale um there's there's times where like when you're doing this it's it's kind of a, a lone a lonely path but then just as you're kind of like uh not not as into it something happens where you like someone has an accomplishment and someone does something and they're super happy about it and you know that's it brings you right back and and you're like this is why this is why I do it and and that's the rewarding part of it like I, I love teaching people and and then having them like experience we'll call it a victory and 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 be happy about themselves be more confident be stronger uh that's kind of what I'm about fantastic sir we are running short on time but there is one more thing that I'd like to ask, especially someone with your experience, your time in the game, um, if you could go back and tell your younger self anything, one piece of advice, one one inflection point, anything that was really um, informative or or made things clear for you, is there anything that stands out that you you'd love to go back, tap younger Alex on the shoulder, and be like, hey, this? I would have to say uh, to my younger self don't 
be insecure about people's uh, perspectives of you. Uh, don't worry about how they view you and their perception of what you should be doing. Um, just stay, stay true to yourself. Um, I'd say maybe I could have been better at, at building my brand this, uh, on social media, but you know, you're, 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 sometimes you're like, ah, it takes a lot of time and energy to put yourself out there. Um, but also like making decisions in the early stage stages, I made some decisions that, um, maybe like parental figures or, or friends would be like, Ooh, what are you, what are you doing? But, um, just do what makes you happy and, and don't worry about what other people think of it. Um, and like another example that I actually did do something that was, uh, kind of people back in 2012, I, uh, was training, a 11 year old and people were like, oh, he's too young to be, uh, lifting weights or anything. And so people had a problem with that. His dad was a doctor and he, he wanted me to train him. This was back when I, I did a class at the Y and, and I'm like, if we do it safely and he, he really loves it and he's doing it the right way, um, then he should be like, let him, let him go. And actually that, that kid now is, uh, he got invited to the world powerlifting championships. So, um, oh, so he, he went on and did it himself, but like, I, it was awesome to be the guy that saw him do his first pull-ups and first deadlift and, and squat. But like, just like to my younger self, I, I mean, there's, when you're young, you have insecurities, but to get to where you want to go, um, you, you got to just kind of follow your own gut and uh, not worry so much about what people have to say. Yeah, I love that, man. That's uh, that doesn't come up too often on here, and I appreciate you being being honest, being vulnerable, and and putting that out there because we all, I think, we all deal with it, and not a lot of people want to talk about it. So, especially, you know, when in, when you're on your own, you question yourself every 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 day, like whether you're doing the right thing, whether you're doing the perfect thing. But what is the perfect thing? Uh, we're all just kind of evolving. Yeah. When, One of my favorite sayings there is, uh, imperfect action beats perfect inaction. Right? So, absolutely. That, I love that. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. And, and I think, you know, when, as a small business owner, we're often on a little Island, you know, we're alone. That's, it's one of the reasons we do the podcast, right? Is so that even if you don't have a neighbor or somebody to reach out to or someone you can listen and be like, Oh shit. Okay. I'm not the only one that's dealing with that. Or, you know, this, this issue X, Y, Z. So yeah, I appreciate the hell out of that, man. So last question before we let you go, um, right. people, people want to find you, um, you know, I know you have mixed fit and you have uplift. What's the best way to find you social media websites. Where do you want people to look? Uh, so social media. If you go to my Facebook page, it's uplift elite performance. Uh, my Instagram is at uplift elite life. And I believe that's my TikTok also. Uh, my name is Alex Mix, Syracuse, New York, and uh, yeah, just building a business here. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a blast having you on here. I wish you continued success. Thank you so much, Dominic. All right, you're welcome, Alex. And to everyone out there listening, as always, 
We appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you listening. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Jason Siasi of Riverton Health and Fitness Center, coming to you from Riverton, New Jersey. Jason, what's going on, sir? How are you today? Good, good. How are you doing? It's Jason Siosi, by the way. C-O-C. C-O-C. I butchered the name from the very beginning. So let's get that all straight away at the beginning. Jason, obviously, we're here to talk. Riverton Health and Fitness Center. This is kind of the the crux of our conversation. But before we dive into the strategy and the the tactics of what you do from a day-to-day basis, give us a little bit of context, right? When you describe this business and this gym, what do you tell people? I would say it was a community-based center. We're we're in the heart of Riverton, which is a pretty much a one square mile town uh, near Philadelphia um, in Philadelphia, PA. Then we have uh, Cinnamonson, Palmyra, Morristown, Riverside. So we're right there, obviously, with the name Riverton on the riverbank. So, um, so it's a community-based center. You know, So this is the center of town, and we're right in the heart of it. I see. Okay. And so community-based, right? This is, at its core, a health and fitness center. When did this all get started, Jason? How did you get this off the ground? Started, uh, what, 1992. Um what happened was I graduated from West Virginia University in exercise physiology. Um, this was a uh, Apple chiropractic, Dr. Oliver, who uh, had the chiropractic office on the first floor and was running chiropractic, physical therapy. Um, and he was a pretty predominant person in town. Unfortunately, he passed away from cancer. Uh, so I kind of just got out of school. Um, I knew the family. Um, and then they needed help, you know, they were, in, they were in a, you know, a tragedy, sure. uh, needed somebody to help them. So I came in, came on board in that, in that kind of aspect. And as it developed, um, I kind of took the role of, you know, this could be my future and not just a job. Um, and since I grew up in town, lived in town, it kind of just worked out that way. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. So Dr. Oliver's passing kind of gave me the opportunity to be, you know, who I am today. 
Yeah. And, and so here we are approaching three decades later, right? right? Talk to us about how that time has been. What's your experience been as a business owner in the fitness industry? Wow. We were there before, uh, you know, EFTs even started. Yeah. You know, no Facebook, no Instagram. Up, it was like, people were like, oh, what do you mean you're going to take money out of my bank account? You know? So it was kind of uh, pretty, you know, rudimentary where people just came in and paid you cash or charge or, you know, monthly, um, or paid annually, or, you know, you had all those different type of programs uh, before the, before all the monthly EFTs and bank drafts started. Um, so it was, it was, it was kind of interesting in that yeah. respect. And I'm sure you've seen a couple of different evolutions along the way, right? Now we have the internet, now we have oh, EFTs, yeah, yeah. technology yeah. is driving everything. Yes. Have you been able to modernize the business as these things have come about? Uh, we have, you know, we started, you know, depending on what software package you have and how it works. People feel feel more comfortable uh, with that. We do kind of keep it old school still. You know, our members, you know, we've had members for almost three decades. Some people who started in high school are still here or, you know, it's our town is kind of a hometown feel anyway. So being in the center of it, people kind of come and go. We make it pretty, pretty easy to, you know, be a member, pretty easy to, you know, stop your membership, start your membership. Uh, so uh, you never get that feeling that uh, you have a big contract where you have to fulfill right. or you can't get out of, you yeah. know, where some of the bigger places have. Uh, so in throughout the years, we've had competition coming and going throughout the towns. Um, one big event, we did have a uh, dramatic fire in 2001. Wow. So we were about, you know, halfway through, you know, being in business and the place I was at home for lunch and, the biz, the uh, the building caught on fire. It was a um, a tragedy. Uh, Is that, that was, the same building you're still in now? Yeah, same building we're in now. Um, again, I own the building, so that was kind of you know the the cornerstone of of the business. Hmm. Um, so there was a fire with a phone system actually, where there's like a transformer that converts into low voltage. Well, it just happened to be in a utility room with rags and bleach and et cetera, uh, yep. sparked and where the building's over hundred years old. So it's uh, obviously not going to be able to see it, but it's all brick and wood. Um, so with that being said, it just was like kindling. Yeah. So, sure. uh, so it, 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 the it business was, has been able to survive a fire and now a global pandemic. Right. Exactly. So it you, wasn't going to take us down. So you've it, seen a couple of hurdles along the way. Now, as far as, what the business actually is. I mean, obviously in fitness, there's any number of ways to deliver on a product and a service. If you were to put a label on kind of the meat and potatoes of what you do, this is really open gym kind of general membership, people paying their dues, coming and using the facility and leaving. But you guys have some other services that you layer on top of that. Is that correct? Correct. So I would say it'd be like a holistic wellness center in a community wellness center. Uh, where we have uh, physical therapists, we have massage therapists, we have personal trainers. Uh, so we have, you know, all the holistic people that you would need to keep, um, you know, on top of wellness in general, mind, body, spirit type of feel. Uh, we kind of have the old school weight training, uh, just heavy lifting, you know, just brute strength. Uh, and then and, and combined with that, with just, you know, the holistic viewpoint of wellness really and that's kind of our goal and what we've been doing uh it's really a family oriented place where 
Uh, you know, there's a lot of family memberships where the people can, the, the, the kids can ride their bike to, to the club, uh, park their bikes outside, uh, come in, work out. And we're kind of always, you know, me growing up in town and most of the people who work here live or work around town. Um, we know everybody, you know, it's so right. you, you know, their faces, uh, if not just their names and everything else. So yeah. um, we kind of, so I would say that holistic wellness, community based. Yeah, sure. And so, I mean, from my guesstimation, it sounds like something for everybody, right? We're not really pigeonholing ourselves into this is our demographic. We can right. really serve a wide variety of people, right? A wide variety of people in a small niche community. So yeah. we really don't get too far out between uh, probably three miles of our location. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, and we're kind of nest nestled there between the river and uh, a highway, like Route 130, like a not a major highway, but a, a highway. Um, so, and, and it's it's like the Route 130 quarter, uh, the Riverline quarter. Um, so, that's kind of where we nestled in is our niche sure. market, and that's kind of what keeps us here for 30 years almost. Yeah, um, well, you must be doing something right if right. we're still around, obviously. Uh, so we've had the Planet Fitnesses come in, we had the Edge come in, we you know we've had all those people, and some of them are here, some of them, you know, through the pandemic, kind of, you know, didn't go, you know, didn't make it. Uh, so we were able to make it. So doing that over the last 30 years and knowing, you know, how we can succeed uh kept us here yeah. and our members really kept us here i mean they're the ones who through the fire came back through the pandemic you know let us keep their memberships active really yeah. so we were closed for six months in new jersey uh they let us you know without them keeping the monthly efts now we have a combination of efts and uh annual memberships uh, oh, so okay, so people, some people pay so up front. some people still with the old old style just say listen i still want to just pay up front for a year um, uh, and I don't want you doing anything with my accounts and then other people. So we have yeah. a, a good combination and being, having that combination, uh, kind of kept us, you know, keeps the cash flow going, um, with the EFTs and basically saved us through COVID. Uh, and then we obviously at the end of that helped, you know, gave them their time back sure. you know, and then we're open and then the monthly, then the annual memberships were coming in. So it kind of is a good balance from what we have and it seems to work. Yeah, I think I think that's a really untapped market for a lot of people in the fitness industry is not taking advantage of people that want to pay up front for a year. And, and right. to your point, that that cash infusion can really help float a lot of costs, whether oh, yeah. it's upkeep of the facility, whether it's upgrading XYZ, whether it's hiring staff, investing in other services, having that one-time cash infusion can be really advantageous, but balancing that with month to month EFT. Right. So we know March, I'm bringing in this amount of money, April, I'm bringing in this right. amount of money and we can make much more sound business decisions with that. Right. Kind of you, information. You, keep, you keep the monthly memberships up and you know, your cash flow. you know, how to pay your bills and what to do. But then if you have a, you know, annual renewals, which are annual renewal rates about $400 a, a year uh, for one person up to 600, $600 for a family, uh, you know, it keeps that, it keeps the nice uh, injection of, of cash yeah. on a weekly basis where you can make other decisions or save money for a bigger project. Yeah. Almost like, you know, you know, allocate that money someplace else while it comes in, right. uh, where the monthly EFTs are still just rolling forward. 
Yep. So it, so, it works for us. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, being here as long as I've been here, um, I know how to keep our expenses low and, and what really needs to be done. Yeah. And so, I mean, most of the people that listen to this podcast, Jason, are gym owners themselves and a lot of them in this sort of space of the membership based option. For, for context, to, to wrap our head around the scale of this, roughly how many people do we have as members currently? Uh, roughly about 1,000 members. Okay. Uh, so give or take. Uh, we, you know, we got really hit through COVID. We were probably down to 500, maybe even less. Yeah. You know, but that enough to maintain the bills. And then we, you know, we had a, a slow, slow increase, but now it's kind of really full steam ahead. Okay. Is that, yeah. And so my, my question does relate back to COVID. Obviously you mentioned people took a hit. Everybody in our industry took a hit. It's inevitable. Yeah. Have you been able to fully get back or is a thousand beyond uh, that, what you could have handled before? We had, I think at our peak, you know, over the years, uh, we were up to about 1500 members. Okay. So potential for growth. Uh, obviously, as you know, you don't have everybody come in in a health club all at once. <laughs> if, if you did, we'd be in trouble. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you have some of the big clubs, you know, they got 10,000, 20,000 members. Yeah. Uh, so for our price point and the space we have, you know, we're kind of, you know, we got, we have room to grow uh, and then, and, you know, but it always fluctuates. Sure. And so potential for growth, at least in that sort of brings us to our next idea of marketing, right? How do we get people in the doors in the first place so we can even have a conversation about membership and whatnot? Marketing in small town USA, like what it sounds like you're in, a lot of the time relies on word of mouth, but are you guys doing anything proactively to bring in new eyeballs and new people? Most of ours is a Facebook, Instagram, you know, marketing. Mm -hmm. I find um, for the cost, uh, since we've not, we're not like a new club, um, that kind of works the best for us. The print mail, print and all that, uh, for the cost involved with it, uh, it never really, never feels like it it really works well for us. the direct mail or the, the direct mail, the direct mail or like, oh, okay, little, or, or like the little papers or because we, we, you know, we're not a discount on the club. So we don't put ads out saying, oh, come in for, you know, 50% off or $10 a month. You know, there's plenty of clubs out there that have do that. You know, you come here for a premium experience, really. Um, so when you are here, you understand that. So, so our marketing basically is just to get the word out about health and wellness uh, and especially with, you know, our physical therapy department and our personal trainers uh, that we're here to, uh, for that, you know, come here if you, you know, for wellness or your injuries yeah. or injury preventions or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Jason, I mean, doing Facebook and Instagram is, is definitely not new, but a lot of gym owners in the industry are hesitant to do it at all because they don't know what they're doing or right. they don't want to unnecessarily burn money that, that when budgets may already be pretty tight, who is, who is handling that in your business? That I you? do all, yeah, I do all that. Yeah. Okay. Is so that something I, that you taught yourself how to do? Over the years, I, you know, I guess marketing in this kind of industry is kind of, you know, you kind of really know, need to know that. 
Uh, so it's something that uh, I kind of just practice with doing, uh, understanding right. it. So yeah, we we do it ourselves. Yeah, uh, and uh, just kind of work. And again, it's being a small town club, you know, in the middle of town, people see us, and then we do a lot of like community events. Of course, uh, of course. And just being out there, and again, most of the people who work here live here. So they know you, then you meet them at the supermarket or the deli or the, you know, the convenience store. Um, so, and I'll tell you, t-shirts are probably the best thing, just giving t-shirts away. And letting You're not wrong. Around. So yeah. uh, those kind of little things. Yeah, uh, and letting, then when, letting our members do as much marketing as possible. Right, and then us. when, and not only that, having members change their life you know when you see them you know losing weight or you know uh you know little you know 110 pound kid you know gains 20 pounds of muscle from freshman year to sophomore year in high school you know things like that make a difference uh when you yeah. see someone who maybe had diabetes type 2 diabetes and now uh is off his insulin um things where they could tell stories of how we help them those things really grow the brand grow the business you know, make our location more than just a gym. Yeah. That's why I like to say more of a wellness health center than just, you know, a gym. Yeah. Uh, so those things kind of are what marketing wise bring it. So with the, with the Facebook and uh, Instagram, it's kind of just getting that word out what we do, who's here. And then we just share like funny little things that happen, you know, so throughout the day, throughout the week, the month, those kind of Facebook things we do more than uh, come with us for zero down or, you know, I mean, we do have a free trial. So if anything, we show out a free week trial uh, and we probably have about a 30 percent, you know, rate of return on that where do people sign up you know you get to you get the kids that might be like in college and this is the third time they try and do a trial membership or things like that but um for the most part that's kind of all we do at this point so we kind of keep the value and the perceived value up without discounting pricing because i mean when even if we're at 35 dollars a month you're talking a dollar a day for exercise. Yeah, it's a, it. People can make it happen if they want to. That's right. For sure. Right. So. And so with with you guys still in the process of quote unquote bouncing back, right? Trade, right. Trying to recover from the hit that we took from COVID. You anticipate using that more, leaning into it, and maybe turning up the volume on those Facebook or those Instagram ads. Yeah, well, I keep them constant, so they're just constant. So you have a budget we use every month. Um, and then we just change the ad or they just constantly go. So, you know, it's one of those things where you see how much long people are on their computer. I mean, on their, on their phones, these things just pop up, you yep. know? So I just yeah. keep them on going and then we'll do something funny or do something and then we'll boost that. Um, you know, we did the print ads just don't seem to work as well anymore, you know, for the it's just, I mean, it's, it's so difficult to measure now that people are to your point on screens all the time right. not a lot of people read the newspaper or magazines or right. local mailers a lot of the time as soon as i get mail it just goes right in the garbage right. i mean to think about 30 i was doing this 30 years at one point it was just the yellow pages right you, know, you had to you know you had a yellow page book and you had like three where do you want to be in the yellow page yeah the yeah you know the advertisers coming in we you know oh you need to be on the big a big yellow page ad to get people to come to your gym, you know, and then you're spending three, $400 a month just on a yellow page ad. And then obviously that just over time didn't really make a difference. I mean, I don't even think people have yellow pages anymore. 
I don't, it doesn't even get into out where I am at. And so Jason, I mean, all of this is in, in terms of growing the business, right? right. We're, we're talking about getting people in. Once you get a lead in, what happens next? Who's handling the, the kind of tour and sales process in your facility? Is well, that you as well? We have, well, since COVID, we kind of, you know, one of the big major things with health clubs, obviously, is payroll and employees. Um, and with New Jersey, uh, the, you know, minimum wage is going up and up and up. And, and being a small club, when you start looking at where the money's going, uh, not that you don't want employees, but you realize a lot of the stuff you have to do yourself to save money, to make money. Um, yep. so that's kind of what we do. So Mike Jones, the head trainer, pretty much the manager, um, him and I switch, you know, if he's here, um, if I'm here, he's home. If I'm home, he's here. You know, so we kind of just like, we're, so one of us is always in here and he's been with me since, since we started, I got, I, I started running. The yeah, he's ingrained in the community. I started yeah. running the gym uh, at what, 23 years old. He was 22 and he was my intern from Rowan. So it was kind of funny. I was a year older than him. Uh, and we've been at, together ever since really. So uh, he does most of the training uh, and he, you know, we make a living off of it. Right. And, and so all those years, all hands on deck when it comes to the necessary responsibilities. And, and we talk about all the time when people start businesses in fitness, a lot of the time you're the CEO, you're the janitor, you're the security, right. you're the sales, you're the marketing and, and COVID hit a reset button for a lot oh, of yeah. people. Yeah. And a lot of people find themselves in that situation again, having to do a lot of things. Like you said, payroll is of course, a, a cost, a, an expense and sort of an investment for the business. But to keep the business afloat, a lot of people got cut. And so oh, yeah. it is what it is. Of course, I'm sure at some point you would like to bring back people into the business once things recover. But oh, without a doubt. That, that sort of brings us to the idea of moving forward, right? Yeah. This business you mentioned, we're, we're three decades in inevitably, I assume at some point you would like to retire or at least take a step back from all of the work that you do. And so paint me a picture of your vision for the business moving forward, Jason. Well, we have, uh, we have a couple of young physical therapists here, uh, doctor of physical therapy. They're really go-getters. Um, they're young. I, I look at them like I looked at myself when I was, you know, 23, 25 years old, uh, seeing the fire in their belly, knowing, uh, giving them the opportunities in the facility uh, to start their own physical therapy company, uh, you know, early on um, is kind of the goal to like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 51 years old now, you know, they're 28 years old. So if they, you know, kind of looking at them as, you know, teaching them how this facility runs, right. uh, because it is definitely unique from just any place else. Yep. Um, and the things that work here might not work every place else. So long-term future, you know, and obviously owning the building makes a big difference because um, right. I could, it's just, it could be just, you know, I could have it just rent it out. Yeah. Just the, the commercial lease the commercial of it could be. A retirement plan for you. Right. So right. it could be like the annuity, you know, that respect. So, yes. you know, sitting in behind a desk forever. I mean, I could do it forever. I mean, it's so I don't really know. But having the young people coming in it gives you, you know, a push where 
their future might be here long term um, and gives me that free time later on. So that, you know, every, everybody who owns a business needs an, you know, an out strategy or else there's right. no reason to have a business or else you're just a overworked employee. <laughs> that's a, that's a good point. That's a good way to word it. And, and I think in simplistic terms, businesses that are more profitable will demand a better price upon right. exit. Right. 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 And, and so right. I guess so figuring that out, how do you can get to that point? Selling the gym and holding, um, holding the business. Now, I, I, again, I, I actually did sell the gym one time before about 10 years ago and I kept the property uh, and it, didn't seem to work out as well as the person who bought it thought it was going to. Mm. So in that respect, I came back. So I've been all over the place with it, you know, and I actually, you know, at that point I was outside selling fitness equipment through techno gym. So I'm sure everyone knows techno gym. So yeah. I'm a salesperson. And so that. you've seen the industry from so a I've number seen, of different lenses at this right. point. So I've had, I was out, um, Maine to Maryland was my territory corporate and, um, so I was doing corporate wellness and I was doing hospitals and medical. So, uh, yeah, I've seen it all out there and see what, and I always came back going, boy, Riverton Health and Fitness Center is really a unique place to be when you yep. see all the other clubs out sure. there, how generic a lot of them are or what they're perceived to be and how they're run or if they're just worried about, you know, money and, you know, memberships and these salespeople sometimes are like, used car salesmen in some of these places. Um, not that something's wrong with you car sales. <laughs> they have a reputation. They have a That's, reputation. So, yeah. you know, when you get in the room and they're not really worried about your health and well-being, they're just worried about the, you know, the numbers and the revenue. Um, so I've seen it all, you know, so obviously with that, I, had, I came back and took the gym back uh, and then COVID hit again and then, then COVID hit. So I realized this is my bread and butter. This is my life's work. I guess you could say. Um, so it puts a big, you know, puts a big emphasis on, you know, an exit, what you want to do for the rest of your life and understanding the community and really put the, put the love back in my heart, you know, because over 30 years, it, you know, there's ebbs and flows. What am I doing? How come I, you know, maybe I should be doing something else. You know, um, I'm never bored. That's for sure. I can so, imagine. Um, yeah, so it's, um, and it's fun. And yeah. uh, just you know, staying healthy and positive, that's my, myself makes you know other people need to see that. And when they see that, um, you know, they want to be here. And people, you know, they want to be here to talk. I mean, not right. I would say one out of every ten people have headphones on while they're working out. So people are talking and listening and communicating with people while they're in here. They're not taking pictures of themselves in the mirror. They're not, you know, setting things up yep. or just, you know, just ignoring people. Uh, they're communicating with their, their, their community. Yep. It could be their neighbor. It could be their other neighbor. It could be their, you know, someone's, uh, someone knows somebody. So yep. it's almost like a, a real Facebook in here, you know, because it's all such what a, a concept, thing. Jason. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and I mean, to your point of never being bored, the, the real beauty of this kind of model is that, it can be that one-stop shop, that 360 right. degrees of wellness, and that we can layer on all kinds of other services and, right. and other revenue streams that right. are beneficial to both the member and the business. Right. Everybody wins. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody's healthy. 
And yep. healthy people, you know, perceive out healthy people. You know, it just it just kind of grows. And yeah. uh, you, you know, it's so and one new member who gets healthy or changes a lifestyle, like something in their lifestyle, you know, brings other people in. So it just kind of grows that way. And again, I said earlier about the family memberships, really that that's a kind of a key to us because, you know, we, we get a lot of high school kids or even eighth graders coming in. And again, it's a small community. They come in, they start exercising, their parents start coming in and they start exercising. They start eating better because they're all yep. exercising and it all becomes one big, nice wellness center. Yep. And Jason, I mean, there are, a million different ways we could take this podcast and dig even deeper on what you do, but we'll have to save that for another time. And so as we approach the end of our time here and, and start to wrap things up, I want to give you the chance to, to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this. Is there a website that you guys maintain? Is there social media that they should go to? Riverkinhealthandfitness.com is our website. Uh, you can go on there. It says, you know, contact us there, or you can go right on to, uh, you know, our Facebook you know, that's pretty, our Facebook's pretty, pretty active sure. uh, and an instant messaging from there. We're pretty, you know, we communicate pretty good with people or just call or come in. Yeah. You know? Either way, uh, eight, Jason, five, this six, is seven, eight, six fit one. There you go. Perfect. Jason, this has been a bunch of fun and, and I really appreciate you contributing a little bit of your wisdom and experience to other gym owners who are looking to learn We'll have to check in with you down yeah. the road and see where this business takes you. How does that sound? Sounds great. I appreciate right. your time. Absolutely. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.